0: Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank podcast, an attempt to look at the world from a class-conscious perspective and to build. Today, we will begin our first Think Tank round table, where we will discuss the newest conspiratorial sensation, 5G networks, and how they are being linked to the virus, amongst other fascinating things. But first, a look at the headlines from around the world. COVID-19 continues to grip the world as deaths have soared above 250,000. The attempt to limit the pandemic has had mixed success depending on the country. Some countries have seen very few deaths from the pandemic, like Cuba, Taiwan, the Nordic countries, and Vietnam. While other countries, like the United States, have seen a near breakdown of their healthcare system. Despite the amount of climbing cases and death toll. Many leaders in the United States have demanded that the economy reopen for business. However, the World Health Organization has urged that people avoid opening up their economies too quickly and fears a secondary wave of COVID-19. Particular attention has been given to certain countries for how they have handled the pandemic. Sweden, for instance, was initially celebrated for their limited closing of the economy and light containment measures. However, this method has resulted in a higher death toll than most of their Nordic neighbours. New Zealand has earned global praise for shutting down their country before their first diagnosis came to light. And in Vietnam, the death toll remains at zero as their country's social, economic and healthcare policies have paid off in droves. In addition, the World Food Organisation has raised concerns that the pandemic could trigger a famine that would be worse than the virus. Due to fighting amongst OPEC and Russia, as well as the current pandemic, the price of oil has dropped so low it is now rendered as near garbage. The combination of ramped up production as a result of a dispute between OPEC and Russia over prices has now led to global storage overflowing, with tankers being paid to take excess petroleum off the hands of refineries. This, in combination with rock bottom demand, oil has essentially become worthless. What impact this has on petroleum heavy nations has yet to be seen. In a related story, the United States has begun saber rattling against Iran again. US President Donald Trump tweeted that he has ordered US ships to sink any Iranian warship that is suspected of disrupting operations. The price of oil, as a result, saw a quick rebound before it began to plummet once again to rock-bottom levels. Concern has also been raised of another possible intervention in Venezuela, as that country still continues to see turmoil due to U.S. interventions. And the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has said there is a 75% chance that 2020 will be the warmest year on Earth since record-keeping began in 1880. Global temperatures are expected to be warmer than those in 2016, which was declared the warmest year on record at the time. It is unknown, however, how the COVID-19 pandemic will affect these air travel and industrial activity has reached all-time lows globally. Recently, several 5G cell towers were burned in Europe. The motivation behind these incidents is the belief that the towers were causing a slew of health defects and even spreading COVID-19. The new technology has been linked to many different conspiracy theories that have included people such as Bill Gates and companies such as Subway sandwich restaurants. In today's episode, we will be taking a look at these theories what's causing them, who's spreading the theories, and most importantly, who is benefiting from them. All of that in this week's episode of the Marxist Think Tank 5G, the waves of conspiracy. <laughs> Welcome
1: to the, I am Reggie Truman with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. I am the producer, I guess now would be... still. Our roles have changed. But uh, I'm joined with Sean Sanchez and Oscar Bastille. And uh, we are going to, of course, be talking a little bit about a lot of the information that we have come across about 5G. Uh, For instance, Sean has very, very uh, diligently done a lot of research into the the 5G stuff uh, and pulled quite a lot of interesting things, uh, which... So, um, quite honestly Oscar and I we were talking and some of it we didn't even know was uh were were things we had to kind of like do- double check to make sure is that is that right and it turns out that it is so we'll get into a lot of uh different stuff for the next couple of minutes uh and we'll talk a lot about this but uh first Sean uh, if you kind of want to just uh kind of as the person who's been doing a lot of this research for us Kind of go off a little bit about uh starting out where you started down the rabbit hole i mean going into the five g's what what was the kind of the first stuff that you really were finding uh whenever you started researching this
2: oh boy um i think the active denial stuff was really engaging and there's something there uh i'm not gonna buy into the full aspect of all that but you know, there's some interesting personalities that are connected with these theories, but that whole uh, active—I uh, think that I'm saying that right—active denial. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty interesting aspect of it. Um, uh, just a lot of Facebook moms and uh, uh, grandmas online on Facebook, just pushing this stuff, and uh, it's pretty entertaining. Thank you. Very much so.
1: I was going to ask uh, to you, Oscar, that kind of same same thing as well, because. You are, we're uh, Sean and I. We're in North America, but you are uh, in completely different places as well. And um, a lot of this actually is—it's interesting because 5G, uh, whenever it gets pushed, China is not too far behind when it gets pushed. So, if you can describe a little bit about uh, kind of what going is going on with that as well uh, on your side of the water.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, obviously, with the whole 5G thing, the the anti-China kind of stuff. Obviously, that comes entirely from uh, western sources so i am in beijing and uh we obviously obviously i read uh, china daily and some of the, the english papers here and english news here uh but i obviously get most of my news is still from uh sky news and bbc and from western sources as well as facebook so uh you know i'm pretty much seeing the same thing probably as you guys are seeing the very much that 5g is of risk to uh the you know security and the privacy of of the citizens of, of, of the USA, of Great Britain, of Canada and whatever, with, uh, you know, 5G offering this opportunity for the Chinese government, the, the Chinese Communist Party to uh, have a back door to uh, look into, you know, the, any details and gather information and data on on, on the Western world and its citizens. So that's, that's what we're, you know, that's what we hear and that's what we're told. Um, you know, the interesting thing I think about that is that, uh, it's kind of almost a, I don't know if it's called a Freudian slip, but, you know, we all know what the NSA does, and, you know, with GCHQ in the UK, uh, yes. has already been doing that, you know, <laughs> indefinitely.
1: It's, it's so, you know, considering how much of uh, surveillance risks the very phones that we have, no matter where they come from, are, it's very uh, do as I say, not as I do, whenever it comes to that kind of surveillance
0: technology. Yeah, the main, the main thing I get from that is, is just that, uh, you know how, how dare how dare another company or another country uh, look at our look at our data and do what we've been doing and, and have the opportunity to 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 peer into and uh, leverage leverage technology like we've been doing it's kind of the feeling I get from it It's very insincere okay, in
2: there. Um, that would be a real like uh, fear of the U.S., maybe but I think that's just kind of a part of the rhetoric they really just want to own the whole space because anybody who gets ahead with all this is kind of beating uh, everybody to market and then they can control. Uh, communications altogether, not just because you can, you can uh, you know infiltrate the communications from the inside. That's that might be a possibility, and I don't know all the facts about that, but that's kind of a secondary thing. It's just mm-hmm. to make it seem like more of a threat. Mm-hmm. Now
1: I'm going to open the floor a bit to you guys about this, but I think that the one thing that we really need to touch on. To this whole universe of people who have been kind of into this, we really need to talk about what the harm of five G is uh, in its in its glory and in its in its, its horribleness in the in all the things. I'm going to eventually talk about the kind of stuff that I've heard from uh, uh, experts in this field. But uh, from what I want you guys to kind of start off, what is this harm uh, that five G causes? Uh, if any of you guys can sharp in?
2: supposed to wreck your immune system making you more um vulnerable to the uh, coronavirus that's like the m- more grounded of the conspiracy theories and then it just goes out right everybody knows to uh you know causing coronavirus i'm sure everybody's heard of that which is an interesting uh one because and there's like little permutations and variations of all this stuff it's kind of a hodgepodge but the core of it goes back to like maybe even, you know, the mid 90s when cell phones started getting rolled out in mass. Um, basically, it, the fear is that it causes tumors um, or any kind of cancer, I guess, from just the cell phone towers. And I guess the research behind that, uh, some research that is uh, verified that it, it can not uh, up. Cell phones in general can cause, uh, the radiation coming from, from them can cause uh, tumors in rats. But this would have to be like a really concentrated high dose, apparently. I haven't looked at the actual research itself, but mm-hmm. apparently, from what I've heard, it, it does cause tumors in the rats themselves from a highly concentrated long uh, exposure to it.
1: But, you to uh, really, really get like a huge dose of this. I mean, we're talking like, I mean... So, uh, poor those poor rats that have been tested on, but they basically had to be bombarded at very, very close range uh, for anything to really kind of show up with that.
2: Yeah, and this has nothing to do with 5G even yet. So this is just mm-hmm. back in the 90s when people were just skeptical of all this stuff. Now with 5G being rolled out, people are starting to claim, okay, this is a stronger uh, beam or more penetrating beam. But apparently, it just it can't get past a couple millimeters of our skin, so it, it's hard to like make any justification for that um, as far as five G goes. But like from the top of the list, okay. So the proto conspiracies, as I would call them, the EMF rays, radiation emitted by cell towers. Um, thought control is always a big one with these things. You know, uh, if it could control like wavelengths, then it could control, uh, yeah, control the way you your mood is, or even like implant thoughts into your head. Um. Then uh, also, just ranging through numerous health effects, people start thinking they're growing um a certain kind of growths on their skin. Then onto 5G. 5G emits radiation that weakens the immune system. We covered that flu-like symptoms, coronavirus, and then uh what else? What else? Uh,
0: I'd like yeah, to ask all this. Hold right. on. So, how, how do people? Who's making the uh, the the claim that it? it you know, so obviously the radiation and cancer and, and stuff like this, you know, exposure to the to the, the various waves. That's yeah, that's quite that's been going on for quite some time. People have been talking about that for some time. You know, don't sleep with a cell phone on your head and this kind of stuff. I think the problem with these, these theories or these ideas is that uh, you're going to have a pool of scientists who are going to say it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that because we've tested it, we've tested it. But I think the people on the other side are just going to claim that. It is a conspiracy and the scientists are in on it. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's quite hard to dispel them. And it's quite hard to say, well, how do we know that, you know, those people are just going to say, well, how do you know that's true? Because these people are the ones who are making the 5G so that the scientists make 5G. So don't listen to the scientists.
1: So and that's the thing remarkable. it's really it really does kind of play on that doubt 100% throughout about the the process and of course how everyone is in on it i mean uh you know on a saw a little bit of a tangent on 911 theories i mean it's interesting because for i read a paper about just how many people would have to be involved to have an actual 911 conspiracy to the degree that they have and it's like thousands upon thousands of people that all have to hush up about this and none of them have come forward yet or you know people have or you know it's a whole really interesting kind of thing with that but um right in my uh situation and my my thing i live in a place where uh 5g is a is a concern to some people now initially the concern um that i came across that was even remotely valid, was that some of the testing that they were doing to see if it was safe or not, it was a little bit on the secretive side and it was a little bit rushed. And there was a bit of concern that because, you know, governments, especially Western governments, you know, sometimes they rush through uh, implementing certain things without really testing the regulations or regulating it at all. And that was the concern with that. And um, it was a semi-valid concern, obviously not To the point where it's just like, oh, they're doing mind control, obviously. But one of the things that was there was that maybe this thing should be tested enough. Now, that, of course, has been um, kind of thrown sand, has been thrown on that theory, uh, mainly because of the recent EU ruling that said that it was safe after this very long study they did. But, of course, as everyone knows, uh, they're in on it. So, of course, we can't really uh, 100 percent trust these people but um going to the kind of the symptoms and what 5g causes um one of the uh people who i've interacted with uh one time showed me this kind of booklet that she was showing to all these different uh, people who were interested about 5g and she was thinking that wi-fi wi-fi is dangerous wi-fi is there wi-fi is as sean was saying it kills your immune system all this kind of stuff what's interesting was that She showed uh, this binder of symptoms that 5G causes. And I think that you would be hard-pressed to not find a symptom that 5G or Wi-Fi does not cause. Pretty much every negative symptom that you can think of, be it heart palpitations, headaches, dehydration, um, a whole bunch of these things, all these negative things that were caused by that. And it was interesting. Uh, Personally, in my mind, I've had like – I've had heart palpitations consistently. I mean, a lot of people do. And one of the things that is interesting is that, you know, I started thinking, I, mean, I started getting a palpitation, and I was like, oh, man, is that because mm-hmm. there's 5G around in the air? It kind of just um, really kind of preys on people because it has that sheer amount of doubt, that kind of little bit of inkling of doubt um, that really just kind of drops like a seed and definitely kind of starts taking hold at that point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then if you always, like, question the people disproving it if you can find somebody debunking it then you'll just question the source debunking it and then it goes on forever (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i think one of the things to throw in there is and i try to do this with people in my family even uh people that should be otherwise rational um is that you know who's to benefit hey bono right so Mm -hmm. just try to like find like who's the source of who's peddling this information or who's like like gonna benefit from putting coronavirus next in, with, you know, these waves or whatever.
0: Yeah, I guess the sort of one of the issues is that, you know, I suppose everyone has this. Perhaps we all have a slight tendency to believe in some conspiracy theory. And 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 uh, I have also seen from family members and people that I know, colleagues and whatnot, with the coronavirus as well as the 5G scenario, because these things have kind of merged to an extent now. I think 5G was its own thing, but now with COVID-19 or coronavirus, it's Become one because people say China 5G China coronavirus <laughs> ah mm-hmm. okay but um, what I've seen though is it's it's interesting this everyone's sort of uh, soft spot I don't know what to call it perhaps a soft spot for what they might be, tend to believe whether it's they believe in you know corporations are running everything or whether they believe it's the government their sort of natural conspiratorial outlook whether whether it's big or small does slowly. Uh, get revealed by this kind of stuff uh, when it's particularly big in, uh, thing like this. This COVID nineteen is so big that people are trying to find answers. Obviously, because you know, I suppose the answer isn't quite clear yet. Even 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 the Chinese government, even the British governments, aren't quite sure exactly how how the COVID nineteen things happened. So obviously, because there isn't a clear answer, uh, you know, a, a well founded answer yet, people are more open to these um, alternative ideas. If you're looking at Different camps of these people that have their certain, certain uh, soft spot, their certain conspiratorial sort of uh, area that they gen- generally gravitate towards. Um, you're seeing almost each group acting uh, differently. So, for example, in, in the things you've done here, I show shown the research that you've done. Uh, you've got, you know, sort of RT America has got their sort of avenue. You've got the Americans doing their avenue. You've got uh, the people who sort of preppers, doomsday preppers are pointing fingers at who they usually point their fingers at.
2: But so every group is doing their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Every group has like a stake in like just peddling this, even. Like yeah. it, it could be all three or four, whoever else you want to add in there. And they're all yeah. trying to just take advantage of whatever is taking off right now.
1: And actually, uh, Oscar, a couple of the names uh, that we were seeing were actually kind of surprising because uh, especially in the United States, uh, this kind of uh, conspiracy theories about five G's uh, apparently uh, goes to the top of a certain very important family. And we were surprised by that.
0: Exactly. Uh, this was very surprising. So there's a bunch of people who are, you know, involved or who have, who have sort of allied or, I don't know, associate themselves with the 5G conspiracy. And yeah, surprisingly, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, so Sean, you, you found this out, obviously, but um, uh, apparently Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is also a part of a anti-vaxxer uh, group. I think it's called the yeah. Children's Health Defense. And uh, he's also been putting out anti-5G or pro-5G conspiracy theory stuff, which is pretty surprising considering,
2: yeah. Yeah, so he said um, it was stopping people from protesting to prevent, quote-unquote, 5G Robert barons from microwaving our country and destroying nature. So basically, this is to allow the rollout of 5G, this whole coronavirus. Wow.
1: And I, 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 I'm I, sorry, but that is like wordsmithing to the highest level. I mean, if it's something, it's, it's filled with enough kind of, you know, uh, zingers of lines, like microwaving our country. That makes a fantastic... Um, yeah. Kind of a, a fantastic uh, call to arms, a fantastic, you know, uh, uh, line to say to people. And quite honestly, I mean, that's one of the reasons why it all sorts because, you know, whenever these people kind of get into this uh, high level and thinking about this and promotion, there's always a way to spin it. I mean, any marketing exec can basically tell you that. Right. So that's it's interesting because, again, they've been it's you know, the the slogans that come out of this are so easily repeatable and so easily. Um, good to go in that kind of sense. It's that you know, of course, uh, you know the smooth talking to people who already believe what you're saying. And in that case, no wonder these kind of uh, conspiracy theories have gotten so much steam because, again, they they tick so many boxes about what appeals to the lizard brain in us, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, actually, I'll uh, jump in, there uh, Reggie. Uh, the one of the other videos that we watched uh, that I watched. Uh, of another woman who has a radio show herself, which is an interesting point. Um, She, she, within about four and a half minutes of watching this video, uh, I've just written down the key terms that she put. So she's talking about large scoop outs in a construction site where a, uh, some sort of radio, 5G tower was being, was was nearby and these pools were heating up uh, because of the radiation and mosquitoes were, you know, the the, the mosquitoes were, uh, the lava was, growing. And and obviously, you know, there was way more mosquitoes because of these warm pools of water from this construction site, which is near the 5G tower. But she just started throwing out things like and now we're seeing West Nile virus, weaponized West Nile virus, like just like Lyme virus was done by the scientists in 1945. And these directed energy weapons attacks. And she's talking about deployment in military terms. And then she she throws in the Rothschilds and and then she throws in you know, what she talks about, she talks about this dirty electricity that's um, weaponized in a way that obviously is heating up wires. And she's like the wire in your bra. So it's just like you're saying, Reggie, using terms that are just so like hard hitting and just attention grabbing. Sort of just buzzwords of like you know, war, scientists, 1945, weaponized, directed weapon energy, you know, just such mm-hmm. a heavy stuff that if you're just watching this, you'd just be like overwhelmed. Like, what this is happening in the car Basically,
2: all this stuff does feed off of things that are provable and have existed in some way or another, but then it's kind of rearranged into a hodgepodge supporting some position that is, is not really provable or unprovable because we're not looking over the shoulders of the Rothschilds at this moment. So,
1: absolutely, and part of it is part of it is that 100%. First off, it's kind of a it's an argumentative tactic uh, known as gish where you basically just throw so many arguments at a like useless kind of arguments at someone uh, that you're debating in order for them to just get overwhelmed where they can't kind of look at this. Uh, and on uh, the same kind of principle, kind of goes with this because basically what they're doing is that they're throwing out so many half truths, they're filtering it with a whole many, with a couple of things that are true here and there, like i mean i guess off the top of my head like west nile virus obviously exists and chemical war not chemical but biological warfare has existed so obviously let's make the jump to saying that it's happening with west nile virus and then of course through all that kind of stuff then underneath is this whole kind of narrative that really does kind of really cement home what their message is
0: i think you know if we turn back the clock though uh The back in the 1920s, I think you were talking about this earlier, Reggie, uh, that people believed or had these theories or fears uh, back when radio, just conventional radio was coming out and also with 2G and 3G. And um, the irony is that, like I just said earlier, that these people, these theories are now being promoted and, and these people are using radio shows to to talk about these things it's quite absolutely
1: strange. yeah so one of the things uh, my background is in is in radio i mean it's one of the reasons why i'm here doing and doing a podcast with you folks to because is what i like doing but one of the things though that we learn uh when we we're training in radio obviously it comes with a bit of history and of course we learn about the history of the technology how it evolved uh that kind of stuff now Um, basically radio had a little bit of a shoddy start, but it finds its origins in around the 19, uh, you know, the 1910s, early 1900s, to the point where in 1912, when the Titanic sunk, well, it was still using a newfangled radio thing that pretty much a lot of ships had now put in there where they had their own radio mass and they were broadcasting Morse code to each other. That was radio. And I think actually it's interesting because um, in the n- in research that Sean did, he pointed that uh, that people believe that. Spanish flu came about in 1918, although it came about earlier because because of the nature of information restriction during World War One. We don't know exactly when the Spanish flu uh, originated. We actually don't even know. We, it's probably also the fact that it's not even Spanish. Spanish flu is only what it's called because that's where it was first reported, even though this virus may have been going around quite a bit. But one of the things is that they listed that 1916 as when radio made its big debut, which, as I said already, uh, not quite. I mean, if that was the case... Uh, people in the Titanic would probably be having Spanish flu as they came uh, off the, uh, off the uh, boat of the Britannia because they had been exposed to these radio waves. But what also is kind of interesting is that radio definitely did not peak during this time. Uh, radio actually expanded all the way up through into the 1920s and 1930s. Um, and people kind of seem to also forget. I mean, it wouldn't it make sense that at its height... That would mean that, you know, there would be more Spanish flu if it kind of went to the height. And then uh, Sean's research basically is showing how 3G and 4G basically came out in 2003, and then they're linking it with the SARS outbreak, the swine flu outbreak. Uh, Interesting, uh, Ebola and Zika or any of those other diseases, they are not uh, doing this, but uh, I guess it's because they didn't find an appropriate scapegoat for that. But one of the things, as per usual, is that, The timelines are obviously skewed consistently um, whenever the technology comes out and whenever this disease happens. Because part of the thing about diseases, especially one of the reasons why coronavirus for COVID-19 is so dangerous, is that it has a very long incubation uh, period before you even find any symptoms. So if people can say for certainty that this technology is causing this disease, it's interesting how they're making that accusation when their own timelines or any timelines are not really set in stone and it's completely pure conjecture in that sense.
2: It's just fun. Anything to correlate with it. Like there's a map underneath that timeline you're talking about. Um, I was supposed to add the map there. I didn't, but it shows a map of like New York and Seattle and everywhere else. This is hitting hard. Miami, I believe. Uh, and Louisiana, and uh, um, it's showing that there's a higher, uh, you know, incidence of coronavirus. But you know, if you look at where these places are, it's a higher population density too. So mm-hmm. it, they kind of skip over that conveniently just to correlate. You know, five G is being rolled out here. This is where it's happening.
1: And it's actually interesting uh, and kind of going a little bit away. This is more just a general conspiracy theory linked to COVID-19 and not just 5G. Of course, well, in this uh, in this mythos, uh, 5G has obviously something to do with it. But uh, some ire has been put on towards Bill Gates for for whatever reason making this uh, disease. And people are pointing to the fact that Subway, our par- the restaurant chain Subway is partially owned by him and therefore is a key to it. And the way that people back this up is through subway distribution maps, which are basically population maps so it's interesting <laughs> i'm seeing i'm seeing so many population maps uh during this time which again the correlation uh if you can make even the flimsiest correlation between two things you got yourself a conspiracy theory and then yeah. the next thing is you just have to rail home as much as possible um, one thing though that i do kind of want to bring up uh while we were kind of talking uh we mentioned the prepper industry um basically it's this Industry where, you know, they sell these kind of things that let you go and f- uh, flow through the end of the world, you know, so that you are stocked through. Uh, what's interesting is that because of COVID-19, uh, apparently uh, preppers realized that it was probably a bit more complicated for the end of the world than they thought. But I can't find an actual dollar value on how big this industry is. But I do know from looking at certain things and just kind of doing a little bit of kind of bare level research that a lot of these kits can go for thousands of dollars, if not tens of thousands of dollars. And one of the things that I really kind of uh, every time, I, and we did mention this before, is that where there is a conspiracy theory, there is money to be made. I mean, that's exactly what Alex Jones's business plan is 101. So that's kind of stuff that I've seen about it. I don't know if you guys have seen kind of anything uh, economically that is tied into this, right?
0: Yeah, I think that there is something to look at that. I mean, uh, I'll curse over a few things, but there certainly always seems to be uh, people that uh, – people like sort of natural medicine, alternative medicine, sort of alternative lifestyle. Generally, I, mean, I don't want to cast too much of a, of a bad light on this, those types of people, but um, there's a guy called Daryl Wolfe. Uh, he's a specialist in nature, natural medicine. Uh, he's got like you know 41,000 followers. He's making lots of claims about 5G and stuff. But obviously he's also he's obviously selling products. Uh, and then you've got obviously the famous uh, I don't know if you want to call him the father, the daddy of of conspiracy theorists, David Icke uh, mm-hmm. is obviously in on this with thousands of followers and uh, subscribers. He sells books and you know, he makes movies and. People watch them, so he's certainly making money out of out of his conspiracy theories. But I, I suppose he would argue that he's enlightening us and spreading the, the truth. You know, he's he's trying to liberate us all. Um, but you've also got, uh, you know, I suppose more low level characters that are uh, uh, if you've got here, yeah, so sure, Sean, a, um, a mompreneur. Uh, I assume she <laughs> is an She's an anti-vaxxer campaigner, and she's she runs an alternative medicine store. So um, you know, again, so she is involved a small thing there. But she, she's got a particularly um, eye-catching uh, account of what 5G is doing or has done. Uh, she's claimed that uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter uh, in the helicopter crash that they were obviously killed in uh, was in fact an Illuminati blood sacrifice ahead of a mass murder plot. Uh,
3: uh.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so uh, there, I'll leave that there, yeah.
1: I mean, it couldn't have. It couldn't have been that. Uh, from what we're hearing now, hearing now, that unfortunately the pilot was not shouldn't have been flying during that time. It couldn't have been, you know, the fog that this guy was flying through that killed yes. Kobe Bryant. Of course, it has to be the Illuminati. The
0: Illuminati.
2: Well, fear mongering is a great sales tactic, and then the whole thing just thrives on like like the way social media is done, it's just like things just emerge from the bottom and you can just capitalize on that to create your sales funnel. Any theory that emerges from the bottom, now you can just take that and uh, adapt it and, and adapt to your business model and there you go. It's, it's interesting because, I mean, we wouldn't be the Marxist think tank
1: if we couldn't you know, give a couple of shots towards capitalism, but we really <laughs> have to think about how much of these theories would be prevalent if we had a systematic change in the way that the economy was structured in the way that we we switched over from the capitalism system to the Marxist. I, I asked this also about kind of like a lot of things especially like a scammers or something that is money related. And, and that's obviously of course not to say that conspiracy theories would not exist because let's be completely honest here. These things are fun. These things are addictive. These things are a good thing to talk about. They make great conversation. Conspiracy theories uh, when they have when they're not being you know used in this kind of sense are awesome. Let's not sugarcoat this at all. But fact the matter is is that i'm wondering how much of a prevalence these things would have if it wasn't that you know we these things weren't talking weren't uh, tied to money and to material wealth and the ethos of capitalism as a whole
2: the whole conspiracy theory industry exists and proliferates i think because y- a lot of Americans, especially, they know something's going on. There's something wrong, but they don't know how to put their finger on it. So they're steered into these avenues of thinking where there has to be an Illuminati to, to make sense of the world. Because it doesn't make sense. And they know it doesn't make sense. But they, they're missing things like political economy. And they're not educated to see beyond, you know, basically the front of their noses. And that's, that's actually literally true right now. They, they don't want to wear masks and stuff.
0: Right, right. If you're talking about how we could avoid some of these more dangerous conspiracy theories emerging and uh, how to avoid uh, dangerous ideas spreading, uh, you know, the problem with commodity production or for profit media, you know, media that or news that is designed to make money, uh, that's got a bottom line and a board of directors who are looking to get revenue uh, is that, you know, they they rely on selling papers on clicks and on people watching. And as we've all expressed, you know, these are really interesting ideas. They are, uh, you know, they capture the intention, as we said earlier, you know, they, they use all these charged terms and extremely crazy ideas and it blows your mind. And yeah, particularly in a, in a vacuum of, of, of a moment we have now where, where the answer isn't quite clear, they thrive. And yeah, so when you've got media that's designed to make profit, you're going to have all the clicks. If you post the article about uh, the death cult assassination of Kobe Bryant for the Illuminati, or you post about how a certain vaccine has got certain chemical compounds and, you know, it's going to brainwash your children and turn them to whatever. Um, you know, this stuff is going to grab people's attention. It's going to sell. So, the, the, yeah, the issue there with, with, with capitalist mode of production or capitalist mode of, of commodity production is that, yeah, for-profit media, for-profit information is geared towards grabbing the attention more. Uh, sorry, geared towards grabbing the attention and selling more so than necessarily actually uh, describing the world in a more accurate way. It's about getting volumes out and not necessarily describing <laughs> things as they are. So yeah, I think that there's certainly a, a bit of blame to be laid at the door of of profit-seeking yeah. media.
2: I'll go one step further though. Just just on this subject, this. Uh Basically, I have my own meta conspiracy theory, I guess, and I, and, and maybe that's my own limitation. Uh, but, but basically, I think, you know, through a Keynesian economic, uh, socioeconomic uh, system, you're going to have the government and private corporations working together in this revolving door kind of way. So the government can steer some like, you know, the way private uh, or the way businesses conduct themselves to some degree. And they can kind of steer people towards certain interests in this symbiotic way. So I don't think it's too far beyond, you know, like like thinking like, hey, the U.S. government doesn't want us to think about, you know, they don't, they don't want us to thinking about Marxist anything really. So they'll just, would, they'd rather have us less educated in this way, so we're steered into ha- wanting and needing an Alex Jones instead of anything. But that's kind of on the conspiracy theory side of things, I realize. Well, As and that's far. the thing. That's the thing that's kind of
1: dangerous when it's talking especially about Marxism is that it's true that uh, you know a lot of what we're – I mean we wouldn't be here if we didn't really kind of understand that capital does kind of work in this almost vampiric vulture kind of way – but that's the thing that I find it's really interesting and I think maybe uh, we'll kind of come at this full circle because we're talking about these five few conspiracy theories and we're talking about these kind of kind of things and basically at the end of it is that it all comes down a lot to what. simple
0: Yes, we have uh, Marcos with us here, and Marcos is going to give us his take on the 5G uh, and COVID-19 conspiracy theories. Uh, yes, Marcos, and of course, you also have your own podcast, Marcos. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The podcast name is The Ain't Ship Show.
3: That's ass for short. Um, we are a very leftist bent, but like I said, we are in no way or shape or form academic I have a lot of big ideas, but absolutely nothing to back up any of it. So uh, talking about conspiracy theories is actually pretty interesting because I tend to have more of a conspiratorial analysis more than I believe in conspiracy theory. And what I mean by that is uh, I tend to look at conspiracy theories on, okay, what seems grounded and what seems right? And then beyond that, how do I extrapolate the bit of truth that exists within the conspiracy and then kind of you know, who, and so like, I explained this to Sean on a, on, we had a long conversation about this prior where I talked about, uh, the, the main, like the main way to have a conspiratorial analysis is qui bono, right? Right. Which is to understand the, yeah, who benefits from this specific belief or belief system that people, uh, have formed, right? And, you know, they form both semi, it's weird because they form semi organically, meaning that, they bubble up from the Aether and then they they become, they get put on steroids by sure. like media conglomerates and uh, kind of like think tanks, I, either they're right wing or some kind of right, like usually someone with an agenda. But I yeah. actually think that the 5G thing is interesting because I actually don't think the 5G thing is from even though it is kind of a right-wing bent and it is kind of a nut job bent, I'm actually against 5G and I'm against 5G for one reason and one reason only. Uh, 5G is how we achieve like widespread automation. And that is terrifying because what we're seeing, like I, I speak from an American standpoint, cause like, I mean, I'm in America, yeah. but uh, in there is no infrastructure set up for automation in the sense that if we begin to automate jobs, like on a on a mass scale which 5G will allow us to do there is yeah. legitimately zero infrastructure for Americans that will be out of a job right and that will right. only be compounded globally like worldwide from sure. on an, on a like right now there's a lot of call centers that are in foreign countries and and foreign sure. things um there people are are working like the ai is available to actually Automate a lot of the calls, like you can do auto calling, but the actual infrastructure it takes to build to like get them connected to a stable internet connection is very difficult. Five G actually erases the need for that, so Mm. you now have the ability to no, you no longer are outsourcing calls. You are just straight up automating them one hundred percent. Which, even like as exploitate as exploitative as like call centers are in foreign countries, it it beats the hell out of having nothing whatsoever. Right. It's one of those things where like, I don't think there's any t- type of infrastructure set up for that. So I'm actually against 5g. So I'm arguing from yeah. a perspective of, I think that I think that these crazy people who think that 5g gives you cancer are right about something, but they're not mm-hmm. right about what they think they're right about, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, uh, 5g giving them cancer or 5g being a mind controlled device or, and like, to go even further beyond that, to extrapolate beyond that stuff, mm. I actually think I I think like the, the Bill Gates conspiracy theory that like kind of turns into like a almost not a Pizzagate but a QAnon conspiracy theory with right. that I think it's really interesting uh that Bill Gates is so heavily involved in 5G, mainly because Bill Gates is really, really heavily involved in the World Health Organization and in autom in automation which are both two things that he directly like he he essentially has direct ownership of those things and benefits so he benefits from a world health organization in and I know this is gonna sound counterintuitive but the more kind of in shambles and the more kind of dangerous the world the the it, it's not the focus of that whole entire of the world health organization is not to make the world healthier but it's actually mm-hmm. to kind of uh I guess kind of be a bandaid it's, it's laundering. It's a, it's, it's like, it's, it's laundering not, I mean, they are probably
0: laundering money. Allegedly. I don't want to get sued on that one, but. uh, So So where'd you hear, where where, where have you heard? What was that? You've heard they've been laundering money. Well, most like
3: literally most NGOs are money laundering, like operations. Like if you look at any kind of uh, like, if you look at any kind of like a, like even Habitat for Humanity or any of these things, they have ties to governments that utilize them to launder money.
2: Yeah, and NGOs it, are not, yeah, NGOs into your country and they start messing with stuff and start laundering money. That's right. But I mean, as far as WHO goes, that's like, that's like a large tier. Plus it's all in the U.S.'s pocket. Yeah, yes.
3: Yeah, They and they operate entirely to, uh, I'm trying to think of, there's a word that I'm not, gonna use correctly but it's like profligate maybe i think that's what it means but mm-hmm. essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's too uh it's too they work they propagate with american business interest meaning that they're not interested in setting up infrastructure in other countries that allow mm-hmm. these countries to become self-sufficient instead they want these countries to be uh i guess wholly dependent on loans from the u.s and does that make right. any sense and so they yeah like yeah, yeah. So people who who were saying five G, is like uh, like so let me let me just kind of back out. I I tend to do rabbit holes all the time, so I apologize. Uh, That's okay. Don't know this fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me just back out fully. The five G conspiracy that I've come across and the one that kind of, it it's it's batshit insanity. I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's it's complete insane. It's, it's there's literally nothing underneath it. There's no substance to it, but it kind of feels possible. And I mean, that is that uh, the it has really nothing to do with 5G, but it has way more to do with the COVID-19 COVID-19 probably escaped from a lab. Uh, That's not to say that it was created in a lab. There are tons of like there. It's just you have to think of you have to think of things like as a realist in the Wuhan province. There is an actual virology lab and they've had escapes before including the SARS virus. They've had viruses escape from that. Um, my sources on that are a little shaky, but, I mean, that's because most, most like, most reporting, most Western reporting of the, out of, like, uh, the Chinese government is either incredibly negative or incredibly obfuscated. So it's very difficult to kind of parse what's real and what's not. But I, I yeah. do know that uh, there has been escapes from virus, like, of viruses from, not only from, like, China but also literally every country that has a virology lab has had yeah. a breach in a virus because viruses are notoriously difficult to contain. So, I definitely think COVID-19 was probably made in a lab to do something not not necessarily a biological weapon or agent. There's lots of reasons why people cultivate viruses um, there's lots mm-hmm. of reasons, like, and they're, mo- they're all capital reasons. So it's all evil, regardless. But they shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing it in the first place. These are, these are, they're doing these things to kind of make profit or to continue the, the turning uh, wheels of capitalism. So it's, it's not a good thing, regardless. Um, so I definitely think it escaped from a lab in Wuhan. I definitely think that uh, the Chinese government played it down a little bit at first and then when they admitted, hey, this is a bigger problem than we thought, and then they took appropriate action. I also definitely think that the CIA might have aided China in that. Or or not aided it, but it might have
0: have in which part sorry in the in the making of it or in not, the not in making
3: part? of it, but like in the in in kind of the misinformation that China was uh not putting out, but but like on the American side, I think that definitely there was a lot of misinformation put by the by the CIA or filtered through the CIA
0: to make it seem oh, like I China. See. Does that make any sense? And yes, the, so, so, so the CIA made, made China look. They 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 put forward ideas that China was lying or China. Yes. Um, yeah,
3: and they can't be trusted. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, and if you think about
3: that, the economic destruction that a total pause in Wuhan, which Like, for instance, this is CIA information. I guarantee you that the CIA put this one out about like the wet markets. I feel like that's definitely that's definitely CIA. Um, The other thing that CIA is saying that Wuhan was a small farming province, which is a, a just a straight up lie. Um, yeah. It's not. It's a huge industrial like center. Yeah, there's a, a city, lot of technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a huge yeah. city. It's yeah. yeah. It's there's a lot of different types of businesses out there, but um, they were playing it like it was kind of like a a weird farming province, and you know what I'm saying? Like that's how the right. CIA was painting that picture to Americans, and Americans were wholeheartedly believing it. And I think because they were doing that specifically because it damages the uh, one belt one road like mm. I I think it, it it the the amount of devastation of financial devastation that is caused by a complete pause in a major like in a major metropolitan area not being able to to like function fully is untold right uh I guarantee you the CIA had something to do with like American uh business interest kind of saying hey this is a lot worse than you guys think it is or not it's not uh this isn't as bad as you think it is um and, you know, don't worry about it. It'll never get here. It's business as usual. So I definitely mm-hmm. think that that kind of misinformation pretty much like it kept investors from like, uh, I don't know, trying to pull from from
0: certain like aspects of Chinese. I, there's a lot of like right. financial. Yeah, stuff yeah. yeah. Just, so you know, it's actually, kind of like um, basically just like to undermine the, the Belt and Road Initiative, to undermine people's confidence in investing in China. I think yes. that it's a wet market sort of farmers. Yes. yes, Backwards. Yes. Yeah. Backwards. I definitely think that.
3: So, and that's, so I think that's kind of like the extent of this, of the CIA's involvement at, in like the early form of it. And then, um, but how that kind of ties into the 5g thing is I definitely think that. So the way that the, like the playbook, the CIA playbook in America, how the CIA operates within its own, uh, within its own country is very different from how it operates outside of its country. So the CIA is a paramilitary force outside of American, American boundary, meaning that Mm. they can, they can, they have essentially the legal ability to install dictatorships and to do, uh, like just, you know, pogroms to do like, there's literally, there's an entire historical narrative of the CIA just annihilating, uh, like entire political movements overnight. I mean, I don't even have to get into it, but um, within America, that's, they don't do the same thing in America. What they do is they astroturf, right? So they fight ideologically in America, meaning that they tend to propagate ideas or Mm -hmm. people, or they elevate situations or subjects that purposefully spread like real information with false information.
0: Who do you think uh, the CIA is propagating? Uh, sort of, what's, what, which, uh, which candidates do you think they're sort of promoting at the moment? These ideas and people. Which, who do you think they are?
3: So, like anyone right now, I'm not. I don't know names because I don't know. I don't actually know. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. People, no, uh, but I, uh, more I definitely like a, think
3: that anyone yeah. on Facebook that has millions of followers, and you know, people on YouTube that have millions of subscribers, and people that kind of showed up out of nowhere. You get what I'm saying? who yeah. who now all of a sudden have this 5G idea of 5G is co- or corona is caused by 5G I yeah. definitely think that uh that that kind of mixed information benefits american business interest right um like especially because uh, th- there is there is an actual movement and reason why people want to upgrade like there's a there's kind of a what am I trying to American fossil fuel does not want 5G. Uh, right. Like the fossil fuel industry actually is against using uh, is against 5G because the uh, automation yeah, of automation of their systems is actually a bad thing for them. Status quo is is kind of the nature of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. To kind of just have this be endless because a lot of the oil industry is at, at right now is incredibly highly financialized. So automation actually removes the financial element from the oil industry because most of the actual oil industry is automated, right? Like the actual physical manufacturing of oil is nearly entirely automated. Now there's some few exceptions here and there, but for the most part, everything is automated. All of the control systems that pump that, uh, that, you know, pump crude oil, all of that is entirely automated. And it's done in a pretty low tech manner, but the moment you make 5g, like, you you can automate things with 5G at the speed of 5G. You can actually start automating, like, uh, a lot of financial, like, uh, what are those called? They're, like, trade. They're trade. They're, tra- like, al- yeah, al- algorithmic trading. And it, you get them way more efficient because they're able to communicate a lot faster. So that scares the shit out of Wall Street. I guarantee you that. Right? There's a sector of Wall Street that is for that. And that's kind of more of the... Uh, speculative like this they those are the guys that fund like it's uh Mashayoshi son the 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 vision fund guy right it's mm. it's um uh Adam what's that? I can't remember his last name but he's the guy who who does WeWork. work. It's those kind of those so that oh. Silicon Valley disruptor type. Those guys right. are, are are pushing for five G I'm positive. Love it. But yeah for the most part the oil industries, the Koch brothers, I wouldn't doubt if they were actually against five G because for them the financialized the algorithmic financialization of of the oil industry would actually put a lot of them and a lot of the people that are in their pocket out of work. Mm. So that's a and like all of this, like I said, mm. getting back to all of this is actually a conspiracy theory. I can't prove any of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about right. a lot of it like I know, but I actually don't. These are just I've just been kind of doing independent investigation investigating, sure. kind of linking because I I actually really I kind of see myself as a scholar uh of of kind of like just the history of the
0: CIA I find myself fascinated by actually okay well, why, why don't we we'll, we'll, we'll jump in there I, I suppose yeah. since you should you put it out there what's the um because we're talking about conspiracy theories and, and like you said earlier like Ke- Ke bono is sort of the the start point of any conspiracy theories you know who, who who stands to benefit and that 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 alone can sort of give you the the start of a conspiracy theory and then you get you know you get well-grounded ones you get scientifically based ones you get less scientifically based ones, and then you just get completely crazy stuff. And sometimes some crazy stuff is actually real. So uh, if you are, I mean, what, what, um, what's the, I'm sure we all know sort of the, the big popular, uh, famous like CIA uh, plots and things they've done, but what's like the craziest, most bizarre one that actually happened that you, that you know of? So- Or, or is alleged to have happened at least, at least with like some credibility, but yeah. it's pretty wild.
3: Operation Chaos is insane. It has a lot to do with uh, Marilyn Manson, or not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. Um, okay. It's not really talked about because it's not sexy. It's not the, uh, that's probably the wrong word to use, but it's not like Pizzagate. <laughs> it's not like, uh, it's not QAnon. Sorry, what is Pizzagate?
0: What what
3: okay, sorry. Okay, so Pizzagate is the idea. So Pizzagate <laughs> and QAnon are the same thing, but different flavors, right? One's like a spicy teriyaki, and the other one is pork tonkatsu like they're the same thing but different right and what i mean by that is uh so pizzagate alleges that there is a deep state that is uh ran by like most politicians and most most of the entertainment executives and and people in entertainment and they're all in a giant child pornography ring and they're sell they're like essentially using this as both blackmail to continue having power, but they're also using this as kind of like uh just like to continue propagating a deep state that will that will stay, you know what I'm saying? Guaranteeing people silence yes. and buying yeah. it's a buy-in. You can really only buy into it. And then some of it yeah. has some and like how they how they're kind of hiding it in plain sight is by Talking about child pornography which the uh the c uh the the abbreviation of that is c p and they're talking it as cheese pizza, which is like oh, I love cheese pizza, but it really means child pornography okay. and that's yeah that's awful um it's, right. it's it's fucking completely ruined pizza for me by the way uh, <laughs> like, yeah um but it's what it's done really is uh What's what's interesting is that it was actually started from QAnon, which was first. QAnon was first, and then Pizzagate is something that split off from it, and now it's its own thing. Okay. But QAnon, QAnon are the
2: people, QAnon. oh go ahead.
3: QAnon, the QAnon is a mythos. It's not even. I would not even consider it a conspiracy theory. It's much more of a religion, right? And I mean, oh, I mean right. that sincerely. Like sincerely, I don't even. I'm. There's no joke in my voice when I say that. It is definitely a religion. It is. There is a belief system. There is a hierarchy to it. It is like a legitimate, almost, it's not a cult because cults want something from you. There are tons of right. grifters within QAnon, but like the real Q heads, those guys are those that they're as they might what, as well. What, be what, are the,
0: what's, what are the beliefs of
3: QAnons or so QAnoners? It's, uh, so it's, there's like a divide in it, right? Um, and it, it gets fractures every day. It gets it's like more and more fractured. But ultimately that there is a deep state. The deep state does traffic in child pornography and actual ritualistic murder of children. And they do that to there's now here's where it splits, like because there's tons of splits, but here's where it splits. Uh, Some of them actually believe that the murders and the killings are done to kind of buy silence from each other. Right. And that's I, I kind of buy that a little bit, but I don't know if the. I definitely know that they definitely dispose of bodies. I just don't know how or where or right. I mm-hmm. definitely think that that's a that's a. Well, I, hope you I hope you don't know where. I no, no. I, but I mean, like, I believe I believe that that's a reality. I believe that's within the scope of reality. That doesn't sound too far fetched for me.
2: Well, Epstein, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Especially with the Epstein cases and things like that. But what I'm getting right at more. Is. So what I'm getting at more is then, so here's where the split is. Some people believe, okay, well, they're doing it to buy silence and other people are like, no, actually they're doing it for, and then there's another split within that split, but they're doing it for two reasons. And one reason is because they're collecting the adrenochrome, which is a type of nootropic that uh, comes naturally in your brain. It's a, it's a actual hormone that your brain produces. And it uh, essentially, you can actually buy uh adrenochrome online, mm-hmm. Like the synthesized stuff, I actually got a hold of it once. It just feels like meth. I don't know if you've ever. Uh, don't. It just do it, feels like meth. It legitimately just feels like it feels like fast, faster meth. Your brain just speeds up. You're like, oh, I'm very stupid fast now. So, um like, and you are stupider. You don't. You there is no increase in brain power. You're just much. You're much faster at being dumber, which is very interesting. Um, right. But so, so,
0: so, so the, the, the allegation is that. The world elite is harvesting the brains of children to, to yeah. take this, this yeah. compound.
3: I don't believe that okay. at all. That's there's that's, that's okay. I, that's a <laughs> conflation, um, and right. it has something to do with Hunter S. Thompson. Like, and that in itself is an entire rabbit hole that we can go. Oh, wow, well, yeah, so that's that is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's for okay, sure. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we did we did jump we did jump uh, from 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 uh, from pizza get yeah. to q just roll back. Sorry, um, so the that, CIA. Uh, uh, you oh, were yeah. talking about operation.
3: Yes. So Operation Chaos, Operation Chaos, and essentially Operation Chaos was an attempt to dismantle the Black Panthers by getting them to incite a race war and blame it on them. And one of the people that they used to incite this race war was Charles Manson. And they essentially gave Charles Manson carte blanche to operate in the hills of, uh, um la like the hollywood hills essentially uh spawn ranch was actually there's a lot of like there's a lot of police reports of the police uh seeing uh i keep saying marilyn manson but i mean charles manson seeing charles Charles manson Manson. yeah charles manson and uh manson family manson family associates like driving around in jeeps with mounted like 50 cows and like you know there's stories of them running with pound like like thousands of guns and pounds of drugs from mexico and mm-hmm. the police stopped them and then they his his probation officer or not probation parole officer charles manson's parole officer a man who was tied in who was like actually he was i think he was tied with the cia or ex-cia one of those two things mm-hmm. uh gives uh makes a phone call and boom he's out he's out of jail no trial no nothing no charges right dropped so that's provable um the vincent bugliosi story of uh the helter skelter narrative is not only categorically false if it does not hold up under like a modicum of any kind of evidence uh there are just way too many holes in the story but it's such an an americana it's it it is americana uh it's like part of the um it's kind of where the, the the crest broke the 1960s and in a way it succeeded in kind of delegitimizing like an already illegitimate hippie movement but ultimately it kind of alienated whatever left could have been extrapolated out of the hippie movement and so uh it, it was a rousing success in fact, it's such a rousing success that you know MK Ultra and all these other ones get these really cool names and you know uh, a lot of a lot more play in uh, like Operation Gladio gets a lot of play. All of these really big operations get huge plays, but Operation Chaos was incredibly effective. It was essentially a better it was a better form of Cointel Pro. Cointel Pro right. was a federal operation uh, created by the FBI, um, and it and it worked in dismantling a lot of leftist groups and like with a focus on the black Panthers, but ultimately like this operation chaos got most of the CIA like or got most of the uh, black Panthers in prison. It was like through conviction through them, like through their,
0: through evidence that they had been gathering. This and, is like, when they basically, as far as I understand it, I might be a bit patchy here is, is when they, Used uh, drugs and other sort of illegal activities and, yeah. and basically baited and caught the Black Panthers and used them to, to yes. compound them, right? Yes. What them. they
3: were essentially doing was they were using, they were at first, the first part of the operation was essentially to try and, and bait them into a race war by, they were propagating like white supremacist groups, and, which is actually to this day, if you go around that area, like the San Fernando Valley, and if you go to like Orange County, which, or any of these like, you know, southern LA districts, there are a lot of like white supremacist groups that are like paramilitary. They will kill you. Mm. Right. Um, mm. and they're they're homegrown. They're based out of there. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the CIA, because the CIA loves to do stay behind operations. We know this about Operation Gladys. Gladio. Yeah, like they it's their favorite thing. I would not doubt it if a lot of these uh like the funding from these um from these, you know, major paramilitary organizations are actually like have some sourcing from the CIA, and uh-huh. like they realized that that wasn't going to work. The CIA pivoted and they realized that that wasn't going to work. So instead, what they were doing was they were having these white supremacist groups actually physically run guns and drugs with zero to little any kind of consequence, and then uh, they were attempting to make buys within the Black Panther Party or like you know like the not like Black part Black Panther Party affiliates and having them mm-hmm. buy in and then you know recoing the entire operation. Yeah, that's they would do yeah. that. And the CIA was incredibly effective at that kind of stuff. So, mm. you know, uh, and it does it does okay. it, it. They essentially realized, and that's a playbook out of like this, uh, the the uh, uh, the the Sandinistas and the drug the war on drugs and and like any kind of like. Any any movements in any kind of like narco communist uh, or or narco leftist uh, groups that existed in South America, the CIA would do the same thing where they would partner up with the local government and also partner up in with like extremist right groups to get them to kind of bait them into open conflict. So that way, yeah. the narrative could be: well, these these leftward, these left leaning crazies are just psychotic, yeah. and they don't want, they don't have your interest at heart. So, right, right, it, it's incredibly effective, and I am very yeah. like, it. I'm shocked that not enough, that not more people know about it, and
2: yeah,
3: uh, yeah. but you know, yeah. They use so, that yeah, it. to this day. It's still used. That misinformation that they do is still used, <sighs> right? And it's 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 in five G now, right? It, it's any kind of major, uh, like like for instance, I guarantee you, um, uh, what is his name? He's the they turn the they turn the freaking frogs gay guy. You know what I'm talking about? Alex Jones. Alex Strong. Jones. Yeah. Alex Jones is definitely CIA, right? You I, think don't think so? he, I don't think I don't think he's an asset. He's not an agent, right? he's right. he's one of those things where he doesn't know he's he's unwillingly working for them right and i think yeah. that's a lot of people do that i think a lot of people are unwillingly kind of talking about caa talking points without realizing that that's what they're doing um right. and especially around the the 5g discourse the 5g corona discourse i definitely think that american business interest uh like the so i think that and i this is going to sound. This is kind of where it gets really controversial. Um, I think that there are two CIA's. If that makes any sense?
0: You think there are two CIA's? Oh not, man, okay, not,
3: no, I don't mean literally like that. There are two separate CIA's, but I definitely know that they are. The CIA operates very blindly within its own. There's a lot of like it's a wilderness of mirrors, right? That's how it's been described. Um, yeah. If you try to peer too deeply into one direction, you'll find that it. There's a bunch of misdirections and that's by design and I definitely think that the structure of the CIA within the CIA is also that as well too and I definitely think that there is a CIA that is pro 5g in that they they definitely want automation they definitely think that that's a good thing for they definitely are essentially accelerationist and they kind of want to spin the rails off this thing because they know that uh, there is a there's a business, there's a capitalist class that directly profits from this kind of acceleration right and when those guys profits when they protect their their industry then they actually are protecting their own interest like the cia is protecting its own interest by protecting their the interest of, mm-hmm. of these people but i also think that there is a status quo cia right and and that they're more interested in kind of keeping a status quo and kind of keep trying to keep things in place trying to keep the mm-hmm. fossil fuel industry Uh, strong trying to keep all of these things like running continuously and i think that they're in conflict with each other indirectly and i think that like a lot of times that's that kind of is it's it's both by design i think that that's actually a good thing they they see that as being because like either way they win right their whole Mm -hmm. entire setup is is to protect not american interests in the sense that like you know like not You, because you're—I don't think you're from America, but uh, uh, like me and Sean, it it to you know it's not to protect the American people, but it is to protect the American business class, and not just like the business class, but like the ruling class. Like like there is a deep state in America, and they just so happen to be billionaires, right? Mm. And and so I think that I I look at that, and I I think the CIA is doing like kind of the old uh, watch this hand, but don't watch this hand routine. Where they're definitely in contact with like Elon Musk, they're definitely in contact with like um, Jeff Bezos, they're def- definitely in contact with like Eric Yuan, they're definitely in contract in contact with all of these like American billionaires and telling them, look, five G is going to come and we're going to make you very rich. And at the same time, there is another, there is another entirely separate operation that is within the CIA that's going up to the Koch brothers and being like, look, I know you guys don't want this 5G because it's going to mess up the financialization. Look, we're on your side. Don't worry about that. We got we got agents in the field. Right? And I, and I think that that is literally why we get these, why it's so difficult for Americans to form an ideology that is critical of, not an ideology, but like an idea that is critical of like, you know, because Americans are either critical to of the wrong thing they're like oh you know 5g causes uh brain cancer because you know some guy that i saw on facebook and i trust him and he stares at the sun for 12 hours a day i trust that guy because he's he's skinny and beautiful and that's what i want to be right there that's like a it's a very american way of, of basing your worldview but that's because mm-hmm. we've been conditioned to base our worldview on that but then there's the flip side hey, of that ins- Oh, go, ahead. go ahead,
2: go ahead, finish that. No, no, no. Let me go ahead
3: oh, and there. The, the flip side of that is like, I don't trust that motherfucker because he's beautiful. I don't trust that motherfucker because he, he doesn't eat meat. I don't trust, you know right. what I'm saying? He's not a red blooded American like me.
0: I'm so, yeah. I guess that's, that's a good question is like, uh, how do you so when it comes to this stuff? So, because like you said, it's, it's difficult for Americans to form an ideology because you've got the problems that you've mentioned, but also you've got uh, an active. Uh, CIA that does promote ideas does promote people and uh, has got a record of, of operations within the US. So when it comes to um, trying to like understand what's going on and particularly like, if you look at these five G conspiracy theories, like what do you think the the best way to um, figure out what's a good one like what's actually happening and what's not like? uh yeah like if we take a look at these like conspiracy theories we've got on 5g right now so like you've got the whole brain cancer thing mm-hmm. then you've got people saying that it's the the chinese are going to spy on us and you've got you know all these different angles and then you've got of course like the absolutely more out left-wing ones where i think it might actually relate to what you're talking about some woman who says that it was a uh, you know like kobe Bryant's helicopter crash with <laughs> a death yeah. sacrifice for yes. you know for 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 the um Pedophile cult or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So, what what do you what do you think of these? What's how how do you analyze them? How do you try and pick them apart to figure out what's real, what's not real? Mm.
3: Ultimately, how I approach all of this is that it's all true at first, right? (laughs) Which is not the it's not (laughs) the best way. It's but what I mean by that is that I I don't immediately write someone off for what they are saying, right? Meaning that I. Like for instance, like the here's a good example of this, and I said it, and we had a group chat, and I said I said this. They're like the David Ike people, the people who believe in lizards, like that in like reptilians, and that like they're the the ruling class, the aristocracy of the world, uh, that they're inhuman lizards that like literally wear human skin and fool people. They're actually not wrong. They're just not wrong in the right way. They they don't understand the metaphor of these people being reptilian, meaning that like
0: okay, so you think it's a metaphor of them being reptilian, not yeah, they're not actually. Yeah, no, they're not literally okay. physically
3: reptilian, but they definitely whatever whatever thing in your body, like whatever regulates your your, I guess your emotions and can let allow you to see the world in turmoil and see how much power you have an ability to influence it and then just not act on it that shit is inhuman you are not human you are reptilian there's like a there's a there's a pause in your brain that said that there's a connection in your brain that's just not happening right and that because of that and whether it's ideological whether it's literally choice like a person just is that cruel whatever right that that relieves them of their humanity right they're not the same as you me and Sean we are different species Purely just because, you know, on a metaphorical level, purely just because mm. where we have humanity, they do not,
0: and mm. they're okay. right. I, I, so, so, so yeah, you're more saying yeah because of they have the power to do things and change things and and uh, you know to, to to I suppose uplift society mm. and and make a difference, but they don't, and they they create wars and they create conflicts and mm-hmm. stuff like this. That and they, they are love. not and human. They they're not human because of of what they allow to happen and what they do
3: yeah and they hoard wealth okay. and you know what i mean like they actively are acting to hoard more wealth which is an inhuman act like especially in today's times where we are currently like in one of the greatest not like just like american economical depressions but like a global recession that yeah. has you know in the middle of a pandemic that has untold uh, like it's it, it's bleak the things things are bleak mm. and if you have the mm. ability to actually on a large scale fix things and you don't, then you are now mm. more like less human than you've ever been, right? Yeah. And and yeah. I get it. I get why the Davidite guys say, yeah, these are reptilians. I understand, I get that. Right. I, I don't think they're legitimately, they're not like uh what are those called? Venusians. They're not from Venus, they're definitely not from yeah. a, a different You're space right. planet. Yeah. Either, right. But they for sure don't have the same level of humanity that we do, right? And and because of that, I I for the that's literally how I like that as an example is how I come to understand uh, conspiracy theories, because I don't think a lot of conspiracies grow out of an interest of I'm going to get famous off of this because you can tell a grifter. A grifter is very easy because a grifter's story, a grifter's story never really changes. They'll always continue. They'll 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 add a little bit here and there. But for the most part, their story never changes, even when mm-hmm. the evidence is stacked up against them.
0: Whereas a true you believer. Think, uh, you don't think David Icke is, is a, a grifter or, or trying to I, you know, is not a salesman
3: actually, of, of, of his- No, I don't actually think David Icke is a grifter. I think he's like a true believer, which is way infinitely more devastating, in my opinion. That's very, it's depressing. <laughs> it's very depressing. Um,
0: so who do you think's a grifter? Who, who's selling stuff that, that is literally, they don't believe what they're selling, but they're, they're creating these narratives uh, or ideas and they're doing it to sell stuff?
3: There's a lot of like, oh, so David Wolf uh on uh, yeah you you brought him up sean actually uh the guy the the 5g guy the he's like a natural guy Uh he's a he's he's been a long proponent of like veganism and all kinds of like uh okay so like
0: uh alternative lifestyle natural medicine yeah and stuff yeah and he's
3: he's way against 5g but i guarantee you it's just because most of his followers are against 5g and he he realizes that he can he can probably capitalize on that. Right. I wouldn't doubt it if in like the next ten or fifteen days or not days, ten or fifteen like months, he comes up with an anti five G pill, right? An anti five G supplement right. that you can drink and it, you know, puts specific like you know, I've got
2: one too. I've got one too. I've got one for sale on the website already. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> it's got carbon nanofiber in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is that?
2: Yeah.
3: Who knows? Who knows? I just made that up. <laughs> I'm a grifter. But yeah, this, and that's what I mean by that is the a person who is willing to to not just prescribe or not just diagnose the problem, but also is prescribing you a solution. That is a grifter instantly. That's the best okay. way to find a drifter. A true believer will just be like, this is the problem. And then when you ask them, well, what what are you going to do about it? And they say, I, I don't know. That, right? Like, I, I believe that person with the intention of like, okay, they kind of understand what they're talking about. They're just misinformed in specific ways. But also, how I kind of navigate conspiracy theory, ultimately, is that I don't know. I don't have any answers. I am... Happy to be led down a rabbit hole with nothing to show for it. I'm totally happy to get lost in the wilderness of mirrors. I'm okay with that. There is no end goal for me. I don't seek some ultimate truth. I'm not looking for some kind of like, and I think a lot of people who are end up driving themselves insane and they don't realize that the nature of conspiracy as it exists is meant to never be solved. Right. Um, It's it's almost mysticism in in my in the way that I approach it in that I know that I can't know all of the uh, I I can't know all of the details or the ins and outs. But what I can do is that I can make it make sense in my life. And if I can make it make sense in my life, then there's probably someone else out there that's trying to do the same thing.
0: And I'm not going to try you try and take each conspiracy theory and, and like use it for yourself. A little bit, yeah, and like not like sell, I'm not trying to sell anything, anybody, but essentially. Okay, expand, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, expand, but you try and make it. You use it to try and understand the world.
3: Yeah, expand my worldview a little bit, and and for the most part, it's been a it's been a hell of a
0: ride. Uh, yeah. I I didn't really get into the CIA. Don't you, don't you struggle though? Don't you struggle though? I mean, like, so I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, if I take, like, because there's so many different conspiracy theories, and and particularly if you like, with like COVID nineteen and five G, what I've seen in my experience is that. There are so many different versions of consp- uh, of what's happening. These conspiracy theories, they're, and they're competing, and they have uh, different, you know, enemies and different uh, main characters. So on one hand, it's China, and on one hand, it's the U.S., and on another hand, it's uh, the global elite. On Another hand, it's aliens. Uh, one hand, it's the Russians. Whatever you know, it's got different, different, different levels and layers. And if you try, so if you if you are, if I just I feel I would be quite confused if I tried to understand the world with all of them at the same time don't you have to kind of like pick one or kind of have to like go, this is the best one to describe the world with. And that's the kind of one I'm going to use.
3: So here's the, here's, no, I don't have a problem. And the reason why I don't have a problem is because I'm not at the end of the day, I'm also happy to not understand the world too. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I'm a passive learner. I enjoy learning. Uh, I enjoy okay. knowing things. I enjoy, I enjoy knowing that the stuff that I know is also wrong. So I approach it with that kind of mentality. <laughs> Right. That I I'm okay with being, you know, with researching for months just to find out that everything I've been researching is not only just a straight up lie, but it's CIA propaganda. Right. Like, I'm totally happy with that. Um, uh, And it's it's because I I'm not expecting to kind of understand anything. But as far as like having to pick one, I don't think you do. Mostly just because that's not how the world works. Right. The world is right. messy. The world is a is a multitude of personalities and point of views and perspectives, all looking well, at yes. the same, all the, all looking at the same rock and saying, "Hey, this is all different." And you know, I guess the best way to approach it is to kind of absolve in yourself. Hey, I'm really not looking for I'm not looking for any of this to complete anything in my life. I'm I'm mm. kind of looking more or less to use all of this. I use all of this as a heuristic right i use everything that i know about like the world and how it functions heuristically meaning that i
2: mm-hmm.
3: i know that there are people that i cannot trust because they are over a certain income uh purely just because they will betray whatever class interest i have because at the end of the day they're beholden to a class that a lifestyle that they have grown accustomed to so i can't even mm-hmm. really hold it against them because i i understand that mentality i get where they're coming from um mm-hmm. I find, like... I will tell you this, though. I have a definitive thing about Russia. Russia has zero power. Zero. I will... come. All all of the Russiagate conspiracy, all of that, Russia has not done anything and will continue to do nothing. The Russian state is incredibly failed. It is an incredibly failed state. Post-USSR, Russia has... Is legitimately... It is an entirely... It, it's in. It's entirely like uh, dysfunctional. Not dysfunctional, but run by an underworld, right? Um,
0: yeah, and, it's a criminal and, state. Yeah,
3: yeah, and and that criminal state is like split up within by multiple factions of criminality. So even if it was functioning as like a holistic criminal state, because of the different factions within Russia, it legitimately makes governance impossible. So there's a lot of like american and that's this is like the i guarantee you that the cia is is promoting russia gate because it it makes it is a really easy scapegoat for american uh liberals and american leftists it's a nice wedge between american liberals and american leftists because any any like kind of critique on america and how america is falling apart at the seams can easily be like given to the Russians and say, like, "Oh, the Russians did it, or the Russians are continuing to do it," and it's really easy to write off like, "Oh, all the roads are bad and the infrastructure is bad because the Russians are digging potholes." <laughs> like it's you know there's a right. right there's like a whole and it's very easy like you know if you're from Ohio and or you're from like Dayton, Ohio, and you are on the are are on MSNBC twenty four seven or on Fox News twenty four seven that makes sense to you, right? That is. That is your only source of news. Of course, Russia would fi- like finance people to fly out here and dig potholes in the fucking ground. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes yeah. Sense, Right, like that, that makes sense to you. Uh, but also, like, say you're a well-educated uh, liberal from Brooklyn who, mm-hmm. you know, was Ivy League educated, and you're noticing that the, you know, every time that your name gets brought up. Uh, you know, you've a podcast or something and every time your name gets brought up, you get a bunch of trolls talking shit about you. Of course it's Russian troll bots. It's a, it's not that you've ever done anything wrong in life. It's not that your, your viewpoints are, should be criticized or examined further. It's, it's Russia's fault. So the CIA definitely is using Russia as a very convenient scapegoat. We probably are pivoting towards China now, but I guarantee you that either like in three to five years, there will be no Russian talking points. In fact, Russia will probably be such a failed state. Like, maybe maybe Dugin might be able to do something with with the Russians, but I doubt he. I'll doubt he'd be able. Russia will turn will turn into like a full on fascist state in five to ten years, guaranteed. I like almost. I almost want to bet on that, but I also know that I don't know shit about anything. So right. I'm pretty, okay. Okay. Let me
2: jump in on there at the end there. Um. So, the, that's one way that I try to reverse engineer all this stuff the K line down to me is try to figure out what's like the foreign policy of the US and then figure out where all these like within the left I look for this cointelpro stuff, uh where do all these talking points coalesce around our foreign policies? And if there's a bunch of people here and there with against relevant active socialist countries, um and they're they're outright against 5G in some way or another because China is wielding that power at this moment, then, then I just kind of put a suspicious side towards that. But, you know, this is the way I go about any of these things. Myself. <clears throat> I don't know if that's the best way to go about it, because, you know, then you can get overly paranoid as well and start anybody that talks shit about China all of a sudden becomes, you know, an essay shill. And that's not the case. There's there's mm. legitimate criticisms against all these countries. But
3: I, I my my big me and Sean go back about all this all the time but i definitely think that china is far too authoritarian and uh it's unnecessarily so and because there are such things as chinese billionaires i don't believe that they are a true communist state and they shouldn't be recognized as such so that's where like i that's a pretty i know i get a lot of shit from that from a lot of people and i will say this i'm happy to listen to anyone telling me differently i Mm. i just haven't i haven't yet heard the evidence of the contrary yet Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's literally how I approach everything. Not just like the um I like I and that's I think I think it's actually a very uniquely American thing. Um, because it's not open-mindedness, right? Open-mindedness is saying, like, oh, I'll hear anybody out, right? But I'm I'm not saying I'll hear anybody out because I will shut some shit down if I don't <laughs> agree with you. But mm. I definitely will hear you say what you have to say, and then I'll debate you on it i'll listen to what you had to say and then i'll run you through the ringer on it and if it survives then then maybe you really believe that and maybe i might be convinced but ultimately
0: i don't know
2: oh we'd have to have okay. that debate later on after this podcast <laughs> yeah that, that'd and be another should hour really do,
0: yeah. should probably do another session a full <laughs> podcast on, on, on the state of chinese socialism but um, yeah. uh but so so what so you just said you, you you sort of yeah you got a process where you you listen to something you put it through the blender you you know Mm. Assess it. And whatever. So, uh, when with five G, when five when G comes to your neighborhood, if you imagine it already is, it already is. Actually. So, have you got like what, what? do you Has your life changed anyway? Do you do anything no. differently based on the fact that the five G is in your neighborhood? No. Uh, so, I'm I'm
3: in the Silicon Valley. I'm in the heart of it. Right. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Google campus is like maybe twenty miles away from where I'm at. The Facebook campus is maybe fifteen. Um, I'm in the heart and center of it. Uh, And I have not noticed a difference, mostly just because of Corona, right? Um, I work in tech. Uh, I'm not like an actual tech guy. I know nothing about fucking technology. I work in uh, a maintenance role because when you're Latino in the Bay Area, that's kind of the only job you can have. So I work in a maintenance role, but I do tend to uh, go office to office and kind of work intimately with the um with some of the it teams and what i've come to understand is that a lot of it teams are afraid of automation they're afraid of a lot of the and like a lot of qa teams and a lot of like um engineer teams are actually legitimately afraid of this kind of automation because it will just put them out of a job and if you think Mm. that like the american working class is now going to shift from being you know your average uh what you imagine them like mechanics and like grocery store workers and uh and you know uh delivery guys and truck drivers and and painters and welders that's what people imagine the american working class is um i actually in the bay area that's not the case a lot of like the working class out here are engineers right they're low paid Mm -hmm. first-year engineers they don't work for one of the unicorn companies that you know, pays these lavish lunches or pays them hundreds of thousands of dollar salaries. No, they, Mm -hmm. you know, they program for 16, 15 hours a day at a job that they thought was going to be easy. And it turns out it's not, it's incredibly, uh, like draining on their personal lives and their physical health. And Mm. they're just doing it for maybe 15, 16, sometimes if they're lucky, $20 an hour. And
0: it's very, it's very depressing. Mm. Uh, so I suppose that so that's 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 your 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 um your real sort of takeaway your feelings of five G has nothing to do with it, it's not going to give you cancer it's not going to um, it's not being controlled by lizard men no no but no. It I, is, it, but it is going to be maybe worse it's not going to give you cancer it's going to make you unemployed and yeah. it's going to make you homeless. It's yeah. going to give you homelessness, not cancer.
3: Which, well, actually, if you get homelessness, you're ten times more likely to become a cancer patient from exposure and all kinds of whatever evil and ilk is on the street. You know, up to including like hepatitis C, A, a through A through, uh, I think it's A through C, um, HIV/AIDS, which is a huge exposure risk for the homeless population, which also causes cancers. Like I'm telling you, like 5G will not give you cancer. The way that you think it will, <laughs> right?
0: Uh, it's not, it's, it, yeah, it might cause with, cancer. So with, with that, I mean, it's not exactly 5G, is it? It's, it's, oh, I mean, no, it's, it's well, the automation of jobs. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, you know, it comes back to the distribution of the surplus of from, yeah, from that wealth. production. Yeah. So, it's yeah, literally, it's,
3: it's, it's a lack of infrastructure from the American government that allows wealth redistribution, right? Mm. It is the, the, you know, the quintessential Marxist re, like, you know, there, we do not own any means of production. There is no, there is no, there is no way to own the means of production in our current form. There is no way to empower us, especially now in the Silicon Valley. We are incredibly isolated. We can't unionize if we're all working from home. That's something that I don't think anybody's talking about. We, we legitimately cannot. How the fuck are we going to unionize? If, especially if like, uh, zoom is zoom and even Skype and, and Google Hangouts and all of these like services and like slack even they're legitimately built to report anything that you say to your bosses your bosses are watching you there is a panopticon on you if you are working and you are using a call to do that you're being watched you cannot log in and do a private little thing like a a little private room where you try and convince hey maybe me and you know the qa team or hey me maybe me and the engineering Mm -hmm. team should all get together and decide not to do this project and and until we demand hazard pay for having to work under these conditions, or until we demand that uh, our company pays us uh, better wages, or actually pays our electric and or our electric bill and our Wi-Fi, our ISP mm. bill mm. because we're mm-hmm. we're using it for work, they should you know pay for it. That, at the very least, that's what companies should be doing, but they're not. And we don't have the ability to do anything about that we have been is
0: totally, a good point.
3: yeah we've been totally isolated Very good point uh, tons of tons of chefs that i know in the area i used to be a chef uh, i still work with a lot of chefs and i know a lot of chefs tons of chefs tons of tons of cafe servers tons of people that had auxiliary jobs that existed around the economy of the silicon valley meaning like the high paid engineers that paid you know their that you know paid their exorbitant that distributed their exorbitant wealth piecemeal by like you know spending seven or eight dollars on a salad at a starbucks or something those jobs have evaporated almost entirely overnight and you have Mm -hmm. like you have an entire like a huge working and in this is like a huge generalization but it's you know in the in the bay area it is people of color it is uh black Mm -hmm. people it is um latino american people it is uh like the chicano uh mm-hmm. generations there's uh there's i mean there's like the filipino community Hamong, um specific it's weird because like uh what is it southeast asian indian it's it's weird because mm-hmm. there's there's a really there's a, their hierarchical split in india actually carries over here as well too so there are oh, like, really yes the
0: caste system
3: yeah it's not it's not the same it's not the same but you can tell who's of a lower case based entirely on their fiscal income. Oh, like it's, yeah, that's literally, that's what it's like being, you know, that's what it, that's one of the things you kind of see in that happens here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Same with like, there's a huge pop. The Bay Area is a very diverse place, but the people who are at the bottom of this beautifully diverse place, the people who are serving you, the people who are most affected by 5g automating jobs are the people of color because they are all at the bottom financially they are they are the lowest they are the bottom of the working class right they are almost almost lumpen proletariat. some in some areas because there are no options right facebook won't hire you if you're from richmond right like if you grew up born and raised in richmond and never went to school because there are no schools around you that's like something that exists that's a thing that happens in the bay area and like 5g is only accelerating that um
2: Mm. so but this is kind of like the impending doom of any kind of new technology or um, yeah yeah process or anything that changes everything's going to be automated eventually i don't want to be callous because these are people's jobs and lives but at the same time i'm like what is capitalism going to lead us to at the end of the day anyways so i don't i don't know what to really put on a pin on that but it's just kind of one of the one of those things uh i'm an accelerationist, okay, mm-hmm. so I just say just, you know, pedal to the metal and let, you know, let's like hit a brick wall with this thing and just watch it crumble apart because these contradictions are eventually not going to be able to mend and uh, something will have to change.
3: Yeah, I, I get I get being revolutionary. Believe me, I do. Right. I get I get wanting to go march into the streets and and take some direct action. And, you know, and like, I, I don't,
2: don't know if it's revolutionary. I think it's if you go with the program, it just kind of revolts. It's, or It just hits its own dead end.
3: Mm-hmm. so well, what i'm getting at is that like i i definitely i guess we're in a disagreement on this one because i definitely think that it is up for the people to rise up and then seize the means and do something right like we can't just take this lying down but also there are no proper ways to organize
0: that's what i'm getting at yeah, yeah. there is yeah. there it's is no to organize like yes. this
3: yeah there, there is no um like ability to organize and i'm i could be totally wrong right because i I haven't been organizing for very long i I don't actually I actually don't really understand organizing on a level beyond getting like ten or fifteen people together to do something right usually it I can't imagine like organizing in a large scale, and I really, really could not imagine like how to organize now i'm I'm more than happy to if for anybody to reach out to me and, and ask me, and I'm more than happy to get the ass which is my podcast, The Ain't Shit Show, talking about these mm-hmm. things and getting people on on board to talk about them and figure out ways to organize around my podcast, because mm-hmm. I legitimately am afraid, because the revolution is bloody, and the revolution is unfortunately for the able, and there's a lot of disabled people, not like literally disabled in you know sense that they can't move, but yeah, sometimes that too. But there are a lot of people who just won't be able to participate in a revolution or can't wait on a revolution because they're already on their way out. and. Something has to happen, right? Like five G is, is is coming. It's automating things. There's no, we can't stop it. There's nothing, and the people who can stop it believe that it'll give them brain cancer, or believe mm-hmm. that it's it's causing them to get corona, right? They, mm-hmm. So they're right. They're,
0: they're afraid. So and I suppose I, that's, that that's that's the dangerous part of the conspiracy theories is that the real danger of five G, which actually isn't five G, the real danger is is the automation caused by five G and the lack of money that working people will get. That's the real danger of 5G, not the the coronavirus and not the other stuff like you just said. But the, the issue is that conspiracy theories are diverting people's attention into uh, into the rabbit holes, all the different variations of, of the different conspiracy theories. So I guess that's kind of tragic, isn't it? Yeah, It's, it's very well, it's very endemic of American life. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Americans at our core, myself included, just wants to be entertained.
0: Right. You just it's, want to be entertained, It's like but... a
2: limited, limited hang right. hangout, basically.
0: Yeah, right. False representative. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, you could say that then, in a sense, the conspiracies are perhaps a conspiracy because if you can keep the American mind occupied with variations of different conspiracies, then they're not going to be thinking about the fact that 5G is going to take their job and they're going to be ruined.
3: Yeah. No, that's legitimately, yes. And I. Like, even if the CIA, like I told you about the two CIAs working together, the ultimate main, they may be working at ultimate, like, different ends, but the end, the the singular end, the singular, where it all meets together, is that when Americans are busy fighting each other, uh, they're not busy fighting against uh, the deep state or a ruling state or a ruling class, right? They're not, they're not, there's, yeah, there's no, there is really no hope on that front, for us to be able to unite because we're just too busy like living out these these entertainments it's literally like playing a script playing a role we're part of it we're all part of reality tv now we're all in a we're all in our own show and it's it's very frustrating
0: um uh, all right well actually I, I would like to have you on again some other time marcus to speak about the debate a bit more in detail because i think it's really interesting to hear about that i've never really heard anything That is it for this episode of the Marxist Think Tank. Catch us every other week here on SoundCloud. To allow us for our reporting and our content to remain independent, please consider donating to our Patreon and becoming a voting member in the link down below in the description. If you have a news tip or would like to talk to us, please email admin at marxistthinktank.org. Our editor is Sean Sanchez. News writer and producer is Reggie Truman. And I'm Oscar Bastille.